Hello everyone and welcome to the Knights of the Dawn podcast where we talk about everything Brandon Mole. And today we're going to be talking about chapters 9 through 12. 9 through 12. Thank you because I forgot what numbers we were talking about. <laughs> I, <laughs> I realized you. that when I started talking. I, I was like, oh you. no, I'm going to sound unprepared. <laughs> well, now you do. Okay, well, I'm trying to be real here a little bit. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, and I appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, so we're talking about chapters 9 through 12, starting with Hugo, uh, Midsummer Eve, chapter 11, Aftermath, chapter 12, Inside the Barn. Mm-hmm. A very large variety of titles. These like are some. Midsummer Eve sounds exciting cool. Exciting chapters. And then there's Inside a Barn, and I was like, that sounds dumb. Yeah. But it's not, it's not, I promise. <laughs> okay. We've got quite, quite the chapters in store. To talk about today. Really good discussion possibilities too. Yeah. Stuff that we've already kind of covered that we can really dive into now with yeah. some extra stuff. Nice. All right. Should do chapter summaries real fast. Yep. Okay. So chapter nine is called Hugo mm-hmm. for a reason because we meet a character named Hugo. <laughs> and basically, a real creative naming. This is like the day of summer's Midsummer's Eve, and they're preparing for the festival night that night. And so, um, we start off with. Dale and Seth, they're going to, I think, the field or something, and yeah. Dale says they're going to meet a person named Hugo, or, you know, person is maybe maybe oh, not the right word. A loose term, yes. Yeah, but we find out that he is what is called a golem, which is, like, a being that, like, takes orders made up of, like, dirt and rock and stuff. I believe they called it a dirt robot, basically. Basically, yeah. A he takes robot. orders. He doesn't think, he doesn't feel, he just does. Yeah. And so Seth is really excited. He, he starts, like, being like, can I tell Hugo what to do? And he gets him to do a cartwheel and stuff. Chuck a yeah. pumpkin into outer space. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go over to Kendra and Lena, and they're in, like, the greenhouse um, harvesting pumpkins to make into jack-o'-lanterns. And so then... Fun fact, they do work in this universe. They, they keep away the spirits. They keep away the scary things. True. And so, yeah, that's basically... They meet Hugo and kind of are just prepping for the night. And then we have the actual night of Midsummer's Eve, which is the summer solstice, for those who don't know, in this, in this book. It's, is it June 20th? I believe that's, it's usually, it's usually June right around there. Or 21st yeah, it's like right that. there. So that's the, what they call the Midsummer's Eve, where basically um, all the monsters, or, well, monsters? That is not all a, the creatures. Yes, all the magical creatures in Babelhaven get to cross some boundaries that they normally can't. So they yeah. can come into the yard where they previously were never able to do before and they get to have a party it's, it's i would a, not want to go to this party <laughs> no, no 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 you do not want to go it's, to this party it's, it's not the kind of party for humans no no it is not um and then so yeah so they have that party but things go wrong which is why the next chapter is called Af- aftermath because we have seth and kendra trying to like Pick up put, the pieces. Pick up the pieces. That's a great way to put it, like, because literally the house is pretty much in pieces. Yeah. And so they have to put, like, they, they're trying to figure out, because Grandpa's missing, Lena's missing, Bale is yeah. met an unfortunate fate. And Turned to... Painted stone, I nickel? believe is what they went with it. Something like that. Yeah. Stone. Yeah, and so they Metal. start trying to figure it out. They have to go out into the woods, try and figure things out, run into some more shenanigans, as they are wont to do. And then we have the final chapter in inside the barn. They go inside the barn. <laughs> <laughs> they broke break the other rule that Grandpa gave them at the very beginning. Yep. Don't go in the woods. 
don't go, go in the barn. barn. <laughs> I find it interesting that Seth never tried to go in the barn before that. I guess he just wasn't interested in seeing cows. I mean, it's easier to walk into the woods than try and break into the barn, yeah. I guess. And I guess, like, big, expansive woods sounds more interesting than... A barn. ...building with sharp object, objects I mean, inside is how it's described. Yeah, a barn is pretty typical, and they didn't know about the giant cow <laughs> until they heard the moose. Fun fact, there is a giant cow inside of the barn. And then they're like, oh. Like, I think they described it as like milk. three stories tall. Three stories tall. Something. Yeah, it's a big barn. Like, it's, I it's never not, paid attention to how like, big it's it was. The, it's the Clifford the gr- Big Red Dog <laughs> of cows, basically. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, yes. It, <laughs> that is the proportion we're is looking Clifford. at. Okay, um, but yeah, so... Yeah, they're led there because um, she was moving a lot because she was uncomfortable because she had not been milked. So they have to get a little bit creative. Uh, yes. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. So let's go back to, to Hugo, chapter 9. Chapter 9. Page 144, if nobody 144. wants to look up the that's good to know. chapter contents. We get some fun like stuff with Seth. Before it all goes wrong. <laughs> we get some good stuff with Lena and Dale, too. Yeah, Dale has some... He gets a, a couple... The most in pretty much any chapter in the rest of the series. Rip Dale. It's okay. <laughs> He's the unsung hero of the series. It's okay. But, okay, so we start off the chapter. We got Lena and Kendra having a very nice, very nice conversation that kind of expounds upon what they were talking about. Yeah. Um, Towards the beginning of the book, where... Like, um, they're talking more about um, Lena's life as a fallen naiad. Yeah, is how it's referred to. Like it's like it kind of shows. Like I feel like the when I when I was reading this, it kind of occurred to me the first time we kind of had this conversation. She was kind of discussing the positives. Mm-hmm. She was discussing the things that she loved. Like she experienced joy. She experienced love. She got to go and see the world. Her world literally it was the size of a pond, and mm-hmm. it grew so much, and she got to go explore all of that. But here in this conversation, we kind of get to see the bad side. We get to see the, the flip side, because literally every magical creature looks down on her for the decision that she made. Like, they're like, you chose to become mortal? And, like, yeah. like anything that reminds them that she was once a naiad, like... They jump on it and they like scorn her for it, cause like yeah, a yes they're kind of jealous, but b they're just like mocking her, mm-hmm. which is really sad actually. Yeah, especially cause Lena does have those feelings. Yeah, she has some regrets, some kind of you know, which is very understandable. Yeah, well, yeah, for We're sure. We're not saying like, oh my <laughs> gosh, she's so ungrateful for what she had. No, she's no. so she, like she understands what she has and she's grateful for it. And she even says like. Given the opportunity, I think I would do it again. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like she, like she ages so much more slowly than yeah. everybody else. And I think like her story really gives you like, I guess, somewhat of an application to like life. If like you make a life changing, like life altering decision, and then years later you're looking back on it, you're gonna not just see it with rose tinted glasses. You're mm-hmm. gonna see the good and the bad. The mm-hmm. good, the bad, and the ugly. Like exactly. You're gonna see all of it. And I really like how she kinda takes it in and she's like, Yeah, there's stuff I don't like, like getting old and like my body like betraying me and stuff, but then she's like, No, I I don't regret it and so I think there's something to learn from Lena with that. Yeah. Your heart really goes out to her in this chapter, just like I like how she kinda does relate it to like 
like Kendra says, like, I can't really picture being grown up. Part of me wonders if high school will ever really happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Lena was kind of like the same way. Like she had like 50, 60 years where she was able to just go out, explore the world. She's like, I got to dance with the trap on the trapeze and do so many things like that. Now she would find like she would find it possible just now. Like, especially because, like, I like how she relates it to, like, like she's feeling this because of what happened in the last chapter with Seth. Because um, when Seth gets attacked by the fairies, like, Kendra and bo- both of them are screaming for help. Mm-hmm. Like, they're both terrified, and Lena hears it, but she can't get to them. Like, she says, yeah. I ended up on the floor. Like, in an in- like 20, 30 years ago, I would have been there like that. Mm-hmm. I would have been first at your side, I would have been there, and I would have been able to help. Yeah. Now, I think she's just, I just have to come hobbling along after it's, the fact. It's like her weaknesses are on display. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she just has this now feeling of vulnerability again. Like, she's yeah. car- she cares for these kids now, and she wasn't able to help them. Mm-hmm. Like, she knows she could have. Yeah. In the past. And it just hurts. It hurts. Deep stuff. It <laughs> really does. So, yeah, we got the pros of mortality in the first bit, and now she kind of goes into the cons, because that's what her mind's on. Yeah. And she has such an interesting perspective because she's lived both and in immortality and mortality mm-hmm. which is not common <laughs> among among anyone obviously and like it's not common, common in these books that you get to yeah ex- explore it's really fascinating it's really interesting and i love how at the end like she's not bitter she's not bitter yeah. at all she's like i i'm sad i wish i could be there and i'm kind of like i don't i'm not exactly looking forward to like because she has like, yeah, she's she's already old, but that period is going to extend for her much longer. Dale, Kendra, and Seth might even be, like, in, like, grandpa and gram- grandma's age by yeah. the time she she passes. Mm-hmm. Like, she has so much time still ahead of her of this, what she, like, she sees as a feeble condition. But yeah. at the same time, she's still upbeat about it. She's still optimistic about it, which mm-hmm. is, hats off to Lena. <laughs> we love Lena. Yep. She's a queen. She's great. She is a queen. And then, just after their conversation, then they start talking. Go, there. I think they're having dinner, and then Grandpa starts telling them, the office. or whatever. Yeah. Um, Grandpa's like, tomorrow is <laughs> Midsummer's Eve, and then he starts telling them kind of like about it, and like that. It's like there's four of them a year on the solstices and the equinoxes, and that that's like the most dangerous night of the year <laughs> for. People at Fablehaven. Mm-hmm. And, and so. here's where I kind of want to bang the book into my head a little bit again. Because <laughs> it has not been yet like three or four days since Seth had his learning experience. And yet learning already experience. his consequences. He's, he <laughs> oh, had his learning the experience. Cons- I just think that was very lightly put. <laughs> you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it hasn't been more than a week from that point. And already in this chapter, when Grandpa's telling him very solemnly, like, he's he's laying it all out on the table. I like to think that Grandpa's like, I need to tell these kids what's going on, otherwise they're going to do something stupid. Case A, <coughs> Walrus Seth. Yeah. And so he lays it all out on the table. Tomorrow there's going to be monsters in the yard. You have to obey my orders, otherwise mm-hmm. bad things will happen. Yeah. Like, he's like... He's like, okay, I know that you don't really listen to what I'm saying unless I tell you everything, which he hasn't up to this point. So now I get what you're saying. Like, for the first time, he's telling them literally everything. He says, up front, this is what's going on. Uh 
Please listen. Seth, please. For the love Seth, of everything. Seth, darling. Like I'm looking at you, Seth. <laughs> we all know who we're looking at. I might I be talking Kendra. to both of you, but I'm looking you <laughs> in the eyes. Please. And yet Seth in this entire chapter is still just going, but I want to look. His curiosity. His, his curiosity. It is his fatal flaw. It is. I would I would 100% agree. Yes. Now, now I'm going to have to keep an eye out for Kendra's. I'm curious to see what hers is. Well, no, I'll, I'll keep that in the back of my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, his, he just is curious, curious, curious. He needs to know these things. Like, he starts talking with Dale later. Like, he's heard, like, there will be, I, I believe the exact quote is, nightmares take shape and prowl the yard. Yeah. And it's like, Seth is like, that sounds awesome. I want to watch. Yeah. Actually, my favorite quote from, one of my favorite quotes from, like, this entire book is in this conversation between Seth and Dale. Do tell. When Dale is like, I have had the chance to look, Mm -hmm. but I regret it. And Seth is like, I know you say that you looked and you don't, like, it, like, messed you up, but I still want to look. And then Dale says, smart people learn from their mistakes, but the real sharp ones learn from the mistakes of others. That's a I really missed, good quote. I missed that one when yeah. I was going through. Dang, Dale. I know. He's Get like putting down some really good wisdom. But like this just, entire conversation, he is like trying to help Seth. But like, it just goes over Seth's head. Like <laughs> he's like or you you can tell he's trying. Yeah. Like it's just he just has that innate curiosity where uh-huh. he just needs to know. Like yeah. he's like um like Dale is he's like Seth is like, you're killing me. Like it's like it's like it's actually, like, causing him pain. Like, he needs to know these things. And it's just, like, like, ooh, I like this bit when it says, like, what can be so bad? I can imagine, like, really scary things. Mm-hmm. And Dale's like, I thought the same thing. I failed to appreciate that imagining and seeing are two very different things. Mm-hmm. And, like, Dale's like, it's not even just, like, that seeing it tomorrow night will be the scary thing. It's whenever you're outside after that. He's like, oh, I. He's that like, is chilling. Like I like if I'm outside at night, those things come back to my head. Like uh-huh. he knows. Like if he's out in the yard at night, he's still safe. Yeah. But that doesn't matter because now he knows what's out there, mm-hmm. and that has been here. Yeah. And it's just like he's like, it's not fun. He. Like, Dale has paid the price of knowledge, and Seth doesn't think that there is a price, is what it is. Dang. He... Over here, man. <laughs> well, like, he, he's like, I don't, like, I'm brave, you know? Like, he's just kind of doing this thing where he he's convincing himself that, like, or I think he is convinced that it wouldn't bother him as he's much. Simba. He's like, because... I can go to the elephant graveyard. It's fine. <laughs> you bring up Simba, like, every time. It's relevant. <laughs> And Seth is so convinced that he, as an eleven year old, knows that he can take he it. can take it. But is the thing is that he doesn't know, and that can hurt him. Yeah. As he's learned before, but just in a different way. That what you don't know can hurt you. I honestly feel like honestly he's like trying to almost make up for his his mistake, like with yeah. the fairies, like. Like, he hurt that fairy. He knows now it was an innocent mistake, but he hurt that fairy. And he knows, like, he probably, like, he probably feels, like, his his respect in the eyes of, like, Grandpa, Linus, Kendra, and Dale has dropped because he got turned into a giant blubbery walrus. Yeah. And so I feel like 
I, I kind of do get that. It's not so much said or really not even implied a ton, but I, I get that feeling like a little bit of redemption is what he's looking for here. Except looking out the window doesn't give you redemption. It's just curiosity. Yeah. I'm trying to look for a good spot I know, here. I know. You're trying to... The thing is that he's he's playing... He's, like, feeding into his own weaknesses, which is curiosity. That's very true. Well, that kind of helps. We can skip ahead then, like, talking yeah. about, like, the scene. So, like, basically they finish getting ready, but the problem is um, they have the jack-o'-lanterns, yes, but the, they work best when there are fairies inside. And so usually... Grandpa can, like, ask for volunteers, and a bunch of fairies will show up. They'll sit in the jack-o'-lanterns for the festival night only because of Seth's... Days mis- ago. <laughs> Days ago, yes. They are, the fairies are still bitter yeah. about, the, about what Seth did. And so only, like, a fraction, like a very small percentage of what yeah. Grandpa was expecting show up. So Grandpa, gets, he gets the kids to bed, and they already know. Like, like the, the festival night is already starting, and, like... They're like even like Grandpa Lena and Dale are concerned. Like mm-hmm. Lena took a glance to see like if there were people enter like if they were creatures entering the yard. Yeah, and like you can tell like like, like the, she's rattled right off the bat. The creepy thing is that like it's like as soon as the sun goes down, there. they can enter the yard, mm-hmm. and so it just makes this kind of like what I picture in my head is just like the sun going down, the light going away, like, has, the like, darkness the falls. Yeah. And the evil enters into the yard is like creepy. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah, it's just it's chilling. It's, yeah, like especially because Grandpa's like usually they wait until twilight at the very least uh-huh. is gone until like it's like completely yeah. dark. But like no, tonight the sun's gone. They're in. It sets up a creepy atmosphere. Yeah, because we, like Grandpa's like on a normal time this is bad. Yeah, but this time is worse. Yeah, with everything that's been going on, he's like, this is not going to be an easy night. He's like, I like. He's like, I wish I could have like taken them and like gone to like a hotel, but that would like doom the entire preserve. I believe is what he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, Seth pre- asks, "Why don't we?" Or Kendra yeah, asks, like, "Why don't we all just stay in a hotel?" He said that they have to be there for the protections to the protection, actually work. Yeah, or else they could destroy the house and yeah. everything. Same thing with the nursery on a, like a smaller localized level. Yeah. There have to be kids inside their little nursery attic playroom and no adults for the strongest protections yeah. to take effect. And so Grandpa has to leave them inside, alone, in their beds. Uh-huh. <sighs> and, like, the crazy thing to me is that, like, even before the monsters get into the house, he says, if you hear me at the door, don't answer. And I'm like, oh, yeah. wait. The monsters aren't in there. Like, what? <laughs> like, he, like, he just gives them all these warnings. Like, stay in your beds. Put in the earplugs. Yeah. Ignore anything you hear. If you hear me outside the door before the sun rises, yeah, do exactly. not yeah. open it. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. It's just like, oh, man. Like, what? Like, like, <laughs> like he's just preparing for any worst uh-huh. case scenario. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to let these kids get hurt. Yeah. Like, he's like, I, I wish you didn't have to be here right now. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, I it was just, it was like, he's trying his best. Time. He's yeah. doing his best. He's doing his best. He's, he's, he's got. trying to put the fear <laughs> of God into this child and it's not working. <laughs> Seth doesn't have any fear. Okay, he has fear, but. Goodness. Uh, but yeah. And so the night begins, like they can hear, like the howling, the screaming, mm-hmm. and the, just like the wind is gusting like rattling the house and like Kendra 
the smart, sensible one, puts in the earplugs, puts her hands over her ears, and tries to go to bed. Seth tries to prank her by putting his hands around his throat. Of course, he does get smacked in the face for that, which he totally deserved. And then he's like, why did you hit me? And she's like, because you're stupid. Like, why are <laughs> like, you trying to... Is that even a she's question? like, this is not the time to joke, Seth. Like, But, of course, Seth's the one laying on his bed, earplugs out, just listening. And he's like, I gotta look. And so Kendra can't stop him in time. And so he runs and he yanks open the curtains and he looks outside. And he doesn't see anything. There's the light of the fairy lanterns right in front of him. Mm-hmm. And then just, I think they say swirling blackness. I think there was stars. I imagine like nothing. mist or something, you know? I think I imagine like a dark cave. Like you're in the middle of a cave and you have like one candle. That's even worse than what I pictured. <laughs> that's, that's what I I'm pictured. I'm stick with my version. <laughs> and so, but Then the looks. fairy leave. The fairies leave because they see Seth. And then that's when the monsters come to their window. The darkness is gone. We're getting into some creepy weird stuff. <laughs> okay, what, okay so small. then after the fairies leave, so, they yeah. they see what appears to be a baby mm-hmm. and it starts crying. And then they see wolves going, going to attack the baby. And Seth To his credit, it was a brave thing to do. Yes. Like when he yeah, when he looked he was being stupid. Yeah. Like he was just trying to prove himself. Yeah. But when he saw the baby, that was, that was courage. Yes. He thought he could save the baby. Yes. It was still kind of stupid. But it wasn't, like, idiot stupid. It wasn't idiot stupid. It was brave stupid. Yeah. And so he opens the window. And immediately the monsters come in. And it was all a trick. They get, like, at least four in the room Yeah, with a couple of them get in. And then Kendra is able to close the window. And then they run to their beds which have another, like, last line of defense protection, yeah. a ring of salt. Also another little, like, isn't that like a prim- like a, a superstition from, like, the Middle Ages? Like, if you put a ring of salt around your bed, it will protect from evil spirits. I don't know. I know that there's a superstition about throwing salt over your shoulder. That's one. Well, I both, both apply here. Salts, I mean, it works because it does keep the monsters away from their beds. There's, like, yeah. this magical barrier. Like, makes a little cocoon around them. Mm-hmm. They even managed to save the chicken, Goldilocks. Goldilocks. Yep. That's exactly. that's another one where I think that's that's a that's a brave Seth moment. Yeah. Like the, the, the her the Goldilocks cage is outside the circle. Uh huh. Gets thrown into the wall and broken open, and she gets grabbed by one of the monsters. Seth, no hesitation, grabs the salt. Like <laughs> scoops some salt out of the, of the ring, leaves it intact. Yeah. But like sprints out, throws the salt at the monster because he saw how it affected him. Uh huh. It lets go of Goldilocks, gets burned. He grabs the chicken and runs, throws salt behind him in like a cloud to shield Which is his escape. Smart. Like he's so smart, but so <laughs> stupid. He's smart when he absolutely has to be. <laughs> he's, he's street smart. Street smart. Yeah. He's very street smart. True. So yeah. then Dale comes in with a shotgun and he's like, "Stay there." And then like, stay he on like, the bed. yeah. And then he goes out and the monsters follow him and they shut the door. And then all they have is what they hear. Which they can't trust. And well, even before that, all they're hearing is more shots from the shotgun. Uh-huh. They're hearing screaming, they're hearing roaring, they're hearing crashing. Which would be like the worst thing ever. Like For you just set, made like the biggest mistake of your yeah. life. And then the immediate consequences is that everyone you love within the near vicinity is put in danger yeah. because of you. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of tell. 
Like, and we're, we're seeing it, this. It gets from, to him. Yeah, we're seeing this from Kendra's point of view. Like, they're just yeah. sitting, they're just curled up on the, one of the beds together. Uh-huh. Goldilocks in between them, just, like, shaking. Like, they are both terrified. Yeah. And you can tell, like, Kendra's, like, looking kind of, like, glancing and sad that she can tell, like, he is rattled. Like, he is, like, like oh, my gosh, what uh-huh. have I done? Yeah. What have I? Like, yeah. he's, like, he even, like. Like, he, te- he tears up immediately afterward, and he's like, I didn't mean for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was a baby. I wanted to save it. I thought they'd, like, kidnapped it, and they were using it as bait. Yeah. And Kendra's like, I know. And it's just, it's just hard. Because even then, like, she sees how much it gets to him, and she actually, she actually, like, helps him out. She bolsters his confidence. She's like, you know what part I liked? I liked when you saved Goldilocks. Mm-hmm. And he's like... That was pretty good, huh? Yeah. But, like... But then they continue to hear noises, and then yeah. they hear voices that sound like Grandpa and Dale and Lena being like, come on out, kids. It's time. The it's over, up. you know? And then they're it's like, go away. <laughs> and then, and, uh, eventually, once the sun is all the way up, they go downstairs. And they find nobody. The house is completely trashed. It's there like are, a tornado came through or something. There, there like, are like there are mysterious stains and burns and there's like arrows in the in like the door frame and, and it's like like it's all trash. Like and you can kind of see Seth like put up like a brave face. Like they're, they're probably fine. They're probably like in the basement or they're probably outside. Like it's and they fine. They look everywhere and they look everywhere. And they they find, find nothing. They find Dale, who seems Dale. to be turned into like a statue. Who has been petrified. Yeah, basically <laughs> petrified. Harry Potter reference. <laughs> um, fun, a uh, little fun detail I noticed. Like, Seth, like, he leans down, and he, like, yells in Dale's ear, if you can hear us, give us a sign. And I just remember, like, years ago, noticing that's the exact same thing that Grandpa said to him when he got turned into a walrus. Oh. It's just, just, just a little thing there. Yeah. Like, Seth remembered that, and uh-huh. he's trying to, he's trying to be the responsible, and he's trying to do what Grandpa did. I just remember yeah. seeing that and noticing that it kind of hurt my heart a little bit. Like Yeah. Well, you just, you hurt for Seth in this whole yeah. chapter because he does something, well, first he does something stupid, and then he does something, what, brave, and then stupid and brave again. But, like, you, you feel for him because he's learning firsthand that consequences of something seemingly small can have great repercussions. Mm-hmm. Like... Something so small as, like, opening a window can literally change everyone's lives Mm -hmm. around you. And just as a hard lesson to learn. And he learns it the hard way. And And he's 11. The thing is that he continues to learn it. That is something that he learned with keeping a fairy in overnight. Mm -hmm. Something small. Big consequences. Opening a window. Small. small, Big big consequences. consequences. And I feel like this time it sticks more than the other one. Yeah. This one it, definitely sticks. Like, Kendra, she kind of sees him, like, looking like he's trying to brush it off. Yeah. And she lays into him. Like, it's, a, it's a facade. Like, and, but, and like, she like she rips away that facade. Yeah. Which, like, she realizes she doesn't. She backs off and she's like, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I thought you didn't care. And he's like, of course I care. I might have just killed our family. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and she's like, well, let's go look for them. Yeah, like, and so, like, Kendrick's like, okay, let's be sensible about this. Yeah. Let's look, search the entire yard. Yeah. And Seth's like, I need to fix this. We're going out in the woods. Mm-hmm. So before we move on, yes. I have kind of a fun question that is mm. related. Um, 
how would you prepare for a festival night if you were at Fablehaven or on a preserve? What would you do? <laughs> or to, like, get through the night, because it's I just, harrowing. I, I wonder if I would look. I wonder, like, as an adult. That's an interesting question. Yeah. Would I look? Would you look? Oh, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like I have, like, the two shoulder angels and shoulder yes. devil, like, in Emperor's New Groove, mm-hmm. where it's, like, one is, like, Seth being, like, yeah, we should look. Not, like, necessarily the devil, but, like, curiosity. That curiosity. And then the angel's, like, no, 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 don't look. Curiosity Someone else sensibility. told you, yeah, yeah. Someone else said they regret looking. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't look. <laughs> so. Would you look? I think I might peek, and then I would regret it for the rest of my life, like Dale. <laughs> I want to say probably the same thing. Like, it's it's the same concept of people, like, going to see horror movies. Yeah, the thing is, I don't like horror movies. I don't either. So I, would probably, I don't either. I would probably, it's like, if I ever watch a horror movie, I, like, have my hands over my eyes, and then just, like, peek, and be like, oh, why did I do that? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm the kind of person who says, oh, you want to go watch this horror movie? Nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm not a horror, horror movie I'll person. Just, I'll just go, um... I'll go watch, like, Toy Story in my room or something. <laughs> like, it's something okay. happy. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> well, and um, I, I ask yeah, because it almost kind of feels like, what would you do in a zombie apocalypse kind of thing? Mm-hmm. If you had to survive for one night. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like to think that I'm not, like, especially if I'd been told. Because, like, Seth and Kendra, they were told they will use illusions. They will use tricks. Yeah. They will, they will try to deceive you. But they were still taken in by that baby. I like yeah. to think that I would have the sense of mind to not be taken in by the baby. But the hard thing also is, like, even after that, they keep using, like, voices, like, of, like, children outside the windows to, like, terrify these kids and, like, mm-hmm. help us, Seth, help us, Kendra, please, please let us in, they're gonna kill us. Ah! And then they hear them getting, like... Dismembered. <laughs> it's pretty horrific. Yeah. Like, man. <laughs> these are kids. Yeah, well, these are monsters. They don't care. So we both look and then regret it. I can't say we're much better than Seth, then. <laughs> well, you wouldn't open the window. But would you? Yeah. No. <laughs> you almost said yes. I meant, like, would I? <laughs> I meant, would yes, I not? wouldn't. Okay. Yeah, I'm playing devil's advocate, so yeah, you are. it's fine. All right, so they go off into the woods. They think they're following a trail of what might have taken Grandpa. Instead, they find this lovely well in a magical place that is filled with stew. And then they figure out, well, they're told it's not actually a well. It's a chimney. Chimney, yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. And that's when they meet the satyrs. Newell and Doran. Iconic. Yep. The classic comedy duo. <laughs> it's always the satyrs. I always, mean, if, if there are satyrs in the story, it's I equate satyrs and their humor with like teenage boys. Yeah, they have the brains of them too. So. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, teenage boys, but uh, <laughs> you gotta admit it. Okay, yeah, but um, so yeah, so they so credit to Newell and Doran, they do save them. Yeah, they save them from the ogres. Yeah, so Newell and Doran had this little operation where they made this like little like rig on top of the ogress's chimney so that they could drop a bucket down and lift up some of her stew because it's so delicious. And, and they also don't want to make it for themselves. Yes, they're satyrs. Like, they're, they're their lazy. kind of thing is that they are lazy. If you ask them to do something, they'll be like, oh, gee. I have an appointment You know, today. I would. I totally would. But, oh, look at the sun. Gotta go. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so um, they get out of most situations. So they get away from the ogress, and um, Newell and Doran give them some very much needed information, like how to get back to Fablehaven, and like get back to the house. Um, they also give them a, a business proposition. proposition. <laughs> They're like, our supplier is no longer available, and we are in need of batteries of size, all things. Size C, specifically. And the excuse they give... They're like they're like little tiny gods to us. We worship them. <laughs> they're like, nope, just kidding. We have a TV, <laughs> which they do worship. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they they worship the TV. Yeah, um, which is also very against the rules. Like Grandpa is very Grandpa Sorensen is very like Except- anti technology. Yes. Like, they don't have TVs in the house, radios, phones, anything. Because he's like, this is a magical preserve with magical creatures. We gotta keep it pure. We don't need the magic of technology here, too. <laughs> but the satyrs have gotten hold of a little tiny television that they have rigged up to work with um, sci batteries. Which they watch 24-7 when they do have when batteries. When they do have the batteries. And they go through all of them. Like that. And like so me they... going to a Netflix show. I just binge. <laughs> Literally, me too. And so they find they see another business opportunity in Seth and Kendra. They're like, we can get you anything. We can get you gold. We can get you fancy stuff. We can get you... We can say we're even after saving your lives. Just get us some stinking batteries. Yep. That's the, I think, the most we get in this Yeah. In this book. But it's, it's, it's a good setup for future stuff. Yeah. And then off they go and off they make go. it back to the they house. They make it back. And, like, they're, like, a little bit missed because, like, we just went out. We nearly died just trying to – and we got nothing to show for it. Like, they accomplished nothing. So they're frustrated and they're, like – they're literally just, like, we don't know what to do. Like, we are literally brand new here and we don't understand how this place works really. We don't know where to even begin to try and find out how to find Grandpa and Lena. Mm -hmm. So what do they do? They follow the moose. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, ever since, like, the, um, Midsummer's Eve, they have been hearing, like, loud moose, like, or just, like, I think they can describe it as, like, groans and, like, like cacophony, like, really loud stuff. Pain. <laughs> like, of something, like, that they could not figure out where it was coming from. Yeah. Finally, they figure out it's coming from the barn. So they, they break in. They break into the barn because they're like, we got to figure out what this is. Lo and like, behold. They, there's Viola, our giant magical cow. Clifford Cow. Clifford Cow. Clifford Cow, yeah. It's a Clifford Cow. (laughs) So, yeah, she is the source of the milk that allows you to see, to see um, the fairies, the magical creatures, and she has not been milked. Couple days. (laughs) And she needs to be milked. There's this really funny quote, like, line when they, they see Viola and how big she is, and Seth... He, like, it says, Seth pointed at the back of the barn. Yes. Look at the manure. Sick. The world's biggest cow pie. You would notice that. Kendra's like, <laughs> and just you, like, of course you, you notice the poop. You would notice the poop and call it the, and the like, world notice. biggest cow pie. Like, come on, Seth. Like, I'm trying so hard it's to so tolerate funny. you. Yeah, she's like, oh my goodness. No, but yeah. So they. So this is where Kendra kind of gets a chance to shine a little bit. Yeah. And so like they like she so Seth's like, what's going on? Like, why is she moving so much? And Kendra's like, well, look at her udders. Like, those are swollen, but she is obviously in pain. Mm-hmm. We have to relieve it. Yeah, and so she devises a plan of how they're going to milk her. Mm-hmm. So they find some ladders, and I'm I, like, the way I imagine it, those udders are probably 
20, 20, 30 feet up, I'd say. I'd say like 15 to 20 feet, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So they get up on the ladders. And, of course, Kendra uses Seth as her guinea pig once <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, she's like, you go first. He's like, no. She's like, yes, you do it. He's like, fine. He's just like, I think what she says is, you're better at this kind of thing. Yeah. And he's, he's like, like, milking a giant cow. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you my trophies sometime. <laughs> I love it. And so what they have to do is they have to climb up the ladders, hug the udders, and slide down. Like, and, yeah. like... Just imagine, because I think she like talked about like her face like going up against uh, yeah, the like, just, like, against the teeth. like <laughs> gross. <laughs> and of course, and I love how like kind of uncomfortable Seth is just like talking about it, like uh-huh. like how are we supposed to reach her thingies? Yeah, <laughs> Kendra's like they're udders. I know he's like, teats. he's like like it's it's fine. <laughs> he's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's just like that's such like a like a boy thing to say. Yeah, like, like those uh, thingies. thingies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, they. They do manage to milk her though, and to say it takes like fifty times each or something like yeah, going like nearly like I'm nearly two hundred times climbing those ladders, yeah. hugging as tightly as they can so that they don't just fall uh-huh. and just sliding down, like, like full body workout. I think they talk right. about that they're just like exhausted, covered in milk, and so yeah. Then they clean up the barn with the hose, and then they go back to the house get changed because <laughs> yeah <laughs> otherwise they're making butter in their armpits i think seth says that he's like we could make yogurt or something if we walked her mm-hmm. it's so funny and gross so gross and at the end of the chapter it says um they left the barn the day was waning you have a big tear in your shirt kendra said i ripped it while we were running from that ogress i have a pink one you can borrow <laughs> this will work fine said seth once it dries off the pink one would hide you just as well as the camouflage, Kendra said. Are all girls as brainless as you? You're telling me a green shirt will make you invisible to monsters? No. Less visible. Less is the point. And, like, he points it out. He's like, less visible. But I think he's realized that it doesn't make you invisible. Because <laughs> sometimes I think that's what he thinks. <sighs> he's growing. He's a growing boy. Yeah, well, yeah, he's figuring it out. He's, he's getting there. Yeah, so... So, yeah, that pretty much wraps up this section. This one had some very deep stuff. Yes. We start kind of more lighthearted with Hugo Mm -hmm. being like, throw this pumpkin as far as you can into the woods. You know, kind of like fun shenanigans, which I would love to see. I want to see Hugo throw a pumpkin into the woods. That'd be fun. And then, like, with the Midsummer Eve is just... uh, It's when it's it's really like, okay, are we sure this is a kid book? (laughs) <laughs> Are we sure? Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Yeah. So, do you have a favorite character moment for these chapters? I'm not going to elaborate on it too much because we already talked mostly about it. Seth saving Goldilocks. That's also mine. That's the one I thought of, too. Like, the fact that he had no hesitation. Like, yeah, he just messed up big time, and he did everything he could yeah. to remedy it. Yeah. He saw that Goldilocks was in danger, thought on his feet grabbed the salt, got her, and got back as soon as he could. Mm-hmm. Even before that, when Kendra was kind of, like, hypnotized, paralyzed by the specter lady outside the window, yeah, he grabs her, gets her to the bed, remembering what Grandpa said about the salt being, like, the last line of defense. I love him, but I hate him sometimes. <laughs> sometimes like, you, I just wanna, you just want to grab him by the and collar and be like, him. when will you learn? Which is probably what parenthood feels like, so... Well, that's gonna be fun. Ugh. Yeah. No, but yeah, so. All right. 
Do you have any Sethism candidates? Um, I already read a couple of them, but let's see. I had a lot in like the last chapter for some reason. Like the last, they started jumping out at me. Yeah. Hmm. Um, one that I have, I'm curious if you had it at all. Um, it's when they hear the monstrous groan from the barn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, Seth is like, what if, what if Grandpa and Lena were taken to the barn? Um, and, uh, Kendra's like, well, whatever, so there's something still in there. Like, are we sure we want to go in there? She's like, Grandpa told us never to enter the barn. <laughs> Seth goes, I'm pretty sure I'm already grounded at this point. I might as well. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just like. That's a good one. <laughs> Seth, honey, it's oh, not the man. attitude that you should have, but I respect it. That was like my, that was one of the, my favorite ones. <laughs> um, Grandpa is talking about, like, he's starting to introduce the concept of Midsummer Eve. He's like, the day after tomorrow is June 21st. Do either of you know the significance of that date? And Seth is like, your birthday? Yeah. <laughs> like, just takes a shot in the dark. Like, He's like, uh, it must be something important. <laughs> like, t- t- anniversary something? Mm-hmm. So that was one I just kind of, got, like, it got me to chuckle. I like the part when um, Seth and Dale are, like, walking along the road, and, S- and Dale's like, I have a surprise for you. And then... Seth's like, oh, what is it? <clears throat> and he says, um, the surprise is on the far side. You sure? Positive. Better not be another fairy. <laughs> What's the matter with fairies? I've already seen about a billion of them, and they also turned me into a walrus. <laughs> and he's like, it's not a fairy. He's like, it's not like a waterfall or something, is it? <laughs> it's nothing girly, right? And then he starts to run ahead, because he's like, oh, let's, let's go. And then Dale, like, doesn't, like, 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 follow him. He just keeps the same pace, and Seth's like, oh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> if, he's, if it was actually dangerous or scary or cool, he wouldn't want me going up alone. Yeah, Dang I, it. It's just funny that he equates, like, coolness with danger. <laughs> Which is so unhealthy. Yeah. On so many levels. Um, they're bickering about Seth going to open the window. Mm-hmm. It's barely sunset. What better time to look? How about never? How about never? You're a bigger chicken than Goldilocks. You have less brains than Hugo. <laughs> Those are good ones. Yeah. Like, that's just such a perfect sibling moment. Oh, yeah. They, they're following tracks. How do you know that whatever made these tracks took Grandpa? He's like, I don't, uh, Seth admitted, but it's a start. What if it turns you into a painted statue like Dale? I won't look directly at it, just in mirrors. Where'd you get that from? History. <laughs> also in that same, when they're following the tracks, he says, um... I'm losing track of which way we're going, she said. Back under the trees, the line of sight, both the hill and meadow had disappeared. I have my compass, so if all else fails, we can find the North Pole. Which is, like, perfect, like, Kendra, like, exasperation, like, she doesn't, like, trust Seth. But then he pulls out, like, the clutch. We've been going southwest ever since we met the last th- left the yard, and then we turned north northeast, and I was like... Yeah. Seth, bud. Someone went to Boy Scouts. Like, really? Like, and she, like, even Kendra does kind of like a double take. Like, she's like, okay, I get it. You kind of know where you're going. Like, okay, okay. And he's like, the key is paying attention, which is what he does. He pays attention in the moment. Yeah. And he notices the things and he utilizes them mm-hmm. as, quick, as, as quickly as he can. Yeah. That, that's his strength. He pays attention, but he doesn't get all the knowledge that he can, as opposed to a Kendra. Who also pays attention, but also tries to get all the knowledge that she can before she attacks a problem. Mm-hmm. So different. Yep. But I like it. They complement each other in a very nice way. All right. Uh, the cow milking trophies was my other one. It's a funny one. Oh, he also calls, like, um, 
she also calls Kendra bad luck again. She's like, will yeah. you stop saying that? She's like, stop. <laughs> like, you're making your own decisions here. <laughs> so, yeah, that, those were mine, really. Yeah, there's, yeah. Some, there's some good ones. Well, all right. I think that just about wraps it up for this episode of Knights of the Dawn podcast. Like, once again, we covered chapters 9 through 12 today. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys all for so much for listening to this episode. Please, please, please share it with friends, family, whoever you think might enjoy it. And also let us know what you want us want to see from our platform. That's mm-hmm. a good word for it. If it be whether it be social media, requests from you guys on like questions or segments that you would like to be put in, anything really. Anything you want us to discuss as well. Yes. Very, Any very ideas, true. We're open to it. Yes, we have an email, which is Knights of the Dawn Podcast at gmail.com. And go ahead and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We will be posting episodes as frequently as we can, just about as soon as we can we can grind them out. And please stay up to date with all our new stuff. We will be this stuff is available on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I'm Jessica. And I'm Megan. Have a great day. See ya.